Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. Where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Justin Fabus with us today. Since introducing himself in 2016, his Rust Belt work, work ethic has propelled him to unbelievable heights. He has shared bills with Gary Allen, Randy Hauser, and Craig Campbell, in addition to packing headlining shows. Uh, his new single, Dead in the Water is going to be released on July the 8th. And we're excited to have him here to talk yes, about that and a story lot more. and so much more. Yes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Chris and Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. So I appreciate it. It's definitely that. our pleasure. You know, yes. I always like to start the show out kind of same way. Um, last couple of years have been rough for a lot of people, but especially people within entertainment. Um, right. So how has the pandemic kind of affected what you do and what have you done to kind of get through this? You know, so during the pandemic as, as musicians, all we really could do was, was write and record new music, which wasn't a bad thing, but it yeah. was, you know, yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't perform live. We couldn't go out and do shows. Uh, all we could pretty much do was live streams and Facebook lives and, 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 and so on. So, um, I took that time and during the pandemic, I released a, an album and then after, right after that, I released an EP. So it gave me a lot of time to, to record and, and focus on new material. And, mm -hmm. uh, so that's pretty much what I did. And now, you know, uh, we're able to go out and do live shows, which is nice and, and, and play that material that we, we wrote and recorded on previous albums, uh, during the pandemic that we couldn't perform live and, and release <coughs> new music coming out like I'm doing now. So, um, that's pretty much, you know, the way it went, I think for most of us. Yeah. It's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before everything happened. And I remember thinking, you know, my, I wanted to build a good foundation that year. And our goal was maybe a hundred interviews that year. And then everything gets shut down. I told yeah. Sandy, you know, um, this could be our time to shine because then artists yeah. that normally wouldn't come on our show because they're too big might be willing to, and because of that, we reached out to anybody and everybody uh, in 2020 and, yeah. and we did over 300 interviews that year and we're over 500 that's, now. That's fantastic. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all got, we all had a little bit more time on our hands than normal back then. Yeah. So hopefully you got, you know, obviously you obviously blew your number away with the hundred to 300. So hopefully you got some names that you were shooting for and, and uh, you know, that sounds great. <laughs> So congrats and, and, what, and the great thing is, even though we're everything getting back to whatever normal is, um, yeah. we're we've built that foundation now. So because I'll be honest, if I was to launch a podcast right now, um, I don't know if I would do it because there's so many people doing it. That's I true. Mean, I, I, I mean, it, it's it's not even that we have mm -hmm. to compete with people like us launching. But now we're competing with almost every celebrity because almost every celebrity has got their own podcast. Right. Yeah, it's the new normal. So, yeah. So I don't think I would launch right now, but because we've already built the foundation, we are here. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're here and uh, you know, here to stay. <clears throat> so um, tell us a little bit about your single that's coming. So because during the pandemic, you know, we, all we could really do is record from like our home studios and, and just kind of from, you know, our computers that we have to be able to record on. And I really wanted to go back to, you know, the, the old school and the original way of recording and, and get out of my comfort zone and go and get into an actual studio or, or a mm -hmm. makeshift studio uh, and, and really get out of my comfort zone. 
So I actually flew out to LA. I, <clears throat> I had never uh, recorded in LA before. I performed a couple of times, but mm -hmm. I uh, worked with a producer in LA named Aaron Kanata. And uh, he, in my opinion, is like the hit maker, the up and coming hit guy. Like if you need a hit, you go to him. And <laughs> I wrote, uh, we end up writing this song and he produced it and uh, took a couple of days and rented out an Airbnb uh, that we had never been in before, a nice little house in Hollywood. And uh, we had someone come in and bring in and, and basically build a studio in, in the Airbnb and just got to work. And, and those couple of days that we were there, all we did was kind of gel off each other's uh, and wrote and, and end up uh, recording what what is now the, the new single. And um, oh, wow. it was such an honor. Yeah, thank you. It was such an honor to work with him. And because like, there's so many good vibes out in Hollywood at that time and, and uh, different from where I'm from, which is Pittsburgh. And I, you know, I live in Pittsburgh and also live in Atlanta. So I go back and forth a lot. So Hollywood obviously is a whole different monster. So, um, you know, there's obviously a different time zone and it's just beautiful. And, and it was in February. So it was beautiful there. And, and, um, but to be able to work with Aaron, who has worked, uh, recently with Demi Lovato on her oh, wow. last yeah. album and, um, currently, uh, uh, working with John Legend and, and Billy oh, Porter, wow. just amongst so many other different artists. So, like I said, he, he is just a, a monster musician and, uh, just a monster, uh, a person when it comes to music and, and just in general, he's a fantastic guy. And, and what's funny is that I grew up on, um, all different kinds of, of genres and music, but I really, really, when I was younger, gravitated towards an artist, uh, Billy Joel. I was a huge, oh, uh, yeah. this day, a huge Billy Joel fan. He's kind of the mm -hmm. reason why I became uh, a musician and I grew up watching you know, old videos of him and in, in, in uh, concert yeah. in the 70s and 80s and, and, and even the 90s and um, listening to those albums. And at the time on his on his, some of his biggest albums, his first couple albums, like The Stranger, which is a legendary, one of the greatest albums of all time and 52nd Street and Glass Houses, uh, his his horns player and keys player was a, was a gentleman uh, named Richie Kanata, who is mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. Aaron's father. Oh, wow. uh, so okay. Like a full circle moment for me. I, I, I <laughs> wow. Aaron's dad, uh, you know, in live performances and listening to his solos and, and, and performing with Billy Joel. And here I am working with his son on, on this new single. Wow. So oh, wow. it's weird how the kind of the universe works and how everything kind of happens for a reason. And to be able to sit and share stories about that with, with Aaron and talk about like how much I look up to his dad and, and working, you know, with him now. So, uh, very, very cool. And it's, so it's a very special song to me to be able to work with Aaron and, and I have no doubt we'll work together down the road now that we're, we're, we're very good friends now. Love that. You know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When yeah. did it click for you that this could be a career? You know, I, from as early as I can remember, I was always listening to music or singing or, or, or trying to make music. And it just, I, I was just the happiest when I was doing those things. So I mm. knew, I think mm. very early in my life that I, I wanted to make it a career or at least have it in my life always. Uh, and I've said this a million times and before, and I, and I mean it that I, music to me is like air, you know, without it, I don't think I could breathe. So <laughs> I, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I'm not listening to music or, or playing music or trying to create music. It's just wow. in me. I can't do it without it. Yeah, it's 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 who you are. Right. Exactly. 
you know, that's just like this show, you know, there, there, there are moments to where I want to quit. I, I, feel, I get frustrated because, you know, all of us go through these moments, uh, especially yeah. in creative where mm -hmm. I want to quit. I feel frustrated, everything. And, you know, but it, this show is kind of who I am. So I can't yeah. quit that. And it's a yeah. struggle. And speaking of struggles, I like to go talk about that side of us. You know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't right. see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears sure. that it takes sure. to make it out there within the entertainment world. So let's talk about that a little bit. Tell us about that side of it. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I'm glad you bring that up because I would say majority of the time it's a struggle, like nine out of 10 times it's a struggle because nine out of 10 times you're being told no, then yes. And also we live in a world now where people are rooting against you instead of rooting for you. Uh, mm -hmm. When you might do something that, that, that takes off or, or has some kind of relevance, people are always trying to examine it as to like, well, he must've knew somebody or mm -hmm. he must've paid for it or this and that, which is bull crap. Um, which a lot of people do do go that route and a lot of people don't, and you got to respect the people that don't. Um, but it's a struggle every day. A lot of people don't see like, for example, for this, for this song, you know, like I, I had to take a, a six hour, uh, plane to, to LA and, 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 and get up every day and, and work 15, 16 hour days to, to write a song and record it. And, and then, you know, you, you, you try to hone it the best you can and, and to make it the best it can be. And, and it ends up being a three and a half minute song. When people hear it, hopefully they love it, but they don't realize the the time that you put into it, the, the, the months that went into making this song. And the money. The money, the cost, the thousand. Like my song right now, which I hope everybody does, pre-order, pre-order it for 99 cents. You get it for 99 cents, but what people don't realize, the thousands of dollars that was sunk into making this 99 cent song and uh and i'm not complaining but it's just a yeah. Yeah. Deal. it's the facts yeah. it's the real, mm -hmm. a lot of people see the the aftermath and the end result they don't realize all the time and the effort and and the struggle sometimes mentally as a as a songwriter to try to to write uh, a, a song that 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 you're happy with because i know for me if 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 i if someone doesn't take me out of my own uh, kind of my own head or my own spot. I can sit in a studio and con and for constantly try to make that song better. And and yeah. sometimes yeah. that's a blessing. Sometimes that's a curse because sometimes the regular the regular things in a song is what makes it great. Mm -hmm. So I'm always trying to make myself better or, or when it comes to my music and my song. So I, if someone doesn't say okay, no, it's good. It's where it needs to be. I can every day, like if, 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 if I didn't have someone like Aaron who produced the song, I, I would still probably be working on that song, even though we finished it months ago, I'd mm. still be like, Oh, well, we could probably tweak the drums or we could, well, we could probably add this. Add this. <laughs> yeah. I know as me as a musician, I'm always trying to one up it or always trying to better myself. And, and, and that can be a blessing and a curse, but there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, grind when it comes to being a musician. Uh, you know, I, I hear constantly um, about the fact of like, well, you're not country enough. <laughs> and when I started out, I was too country. And, uh, you know, it's just like, well, what, what is country? <laughs> you know? And I'll be honest, I hate that because, you know, if you look at Johnny Cash, let's just use him as an example. Right. Back in his day, he wasn't considered country. Yeah, they, yeah people he said he was going to destroy country music, mm -hmm. and, and then and then you've got 
people like the Sam Hunts, the Florida Georgia line, people who people are saying that about. And it's like what I like about country is it's not traditional. It's everything. It's everything. You, you, you've, it's you've got tradi- you know, if, if you like traditional country, we have it. If you like mm-hmm. pop country, we have it. If you like right. Christian country. Yeah. And that to me is what country music is about is a blend of a little bit of everything because that's what it's always been. Right. Like some people forget that there's sub genres, like you said, Christian country and there's country rock and there's Texas country and there's pop country. So like in, in, I'm not a big fan of, of, of the word genre because you can't tell me growing up um, that you just listen to country music, that you just listen to rock music. We all grew up on different, different, kinds oh, of music mm-hmm. and in the end if it's good music it makes you move it yeah. makes you dance that's all that matters yeah. so exactly absolutely 100 you know, that's 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 the way i look at it. here our buddy joe said as much as he complains about being a talk <laughs> show host he says i'm i'm that much more glad i'm not a musician in 2022 my goodness it's a grind yeah <laughs> yes it's it right. is a grind. yeah but i mean but the grind makes but it's a passion work. Yeah, the, the, the grind makes the reward that much more sweeter and that much more uh, enjoyable because when you work really hard and put out a song or an album and then people hear it and you have people tell you, even if, if it's just one person, if you impacted mm-hmm. one person from your album or your song and they said, hey, that song got me through a hard time. That song got to me, got me to another place where I needed to be or your song yeah. really lifted yeah. me up. That's all that matters. All the grind, all the hard work, that's 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 all mess. Or if someone says, you know, your your one song is my wedding song, or your wow. or, or my one song like helps put my 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 son or daughter to sleep. It's like, oh wow, you know, that's all. That's what that's all that that matters. That's what makes it count. Mm-hmm. And you're going to perform a song for us, matter of fact, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'd love to. Yeah. Well, the, awesome. tell us about the song, yes. and the floor is yours. Yeah. So. Um, I always get requests to do uh, uh, one, probably my first radio hit, which I'll do uh, now. Uh, it's called Leave and Kind. Okay. And uh, I wrote this. This was my first hit on country radio. And oh, wow. funny, as, as a songwriter, a lot of songwriters will, will, will I, I would think, agree with this. When you have a song in your head and you get in the shower and all you do every time you shower is you start singing this song. Yeah. It's like, ugh, you know, you might have to put this on paper. But I... <laughs> Uh, I was at the time I was um, uh, in a relationship where I was working uh, nights and, and she was working days and mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. we just never really saw each other. So it obviously didn't work out. And uh, one time I was leaving to go to work and she told me, uh, you're the leaving kind. Yeah. Uh, I said, wow. Yeah. I, at the time I was like, I don't know what that means, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, and, and then days later all i just kept hearing was you're the leaving kind leaving kind leaving kind and i'm in the shower and you know uh-huh. and, and, and i'm you know humming leaving kind and i'm just like god I, this song is going to drive me nuts if i don't if i don't write a song so um, yeah this is kind of where it came about and i'll do it for you right now if that's all right This morning, sunk in my window and had a tailor goodbye. I knew I was in forever, but I said, Never say never, and she started to cry. There's a fine line between reckless, crazy, and I'm pushing it most of the time. Now it's death, camel, it's not who I am. 
Now that we talked a little bit about the, the sacrifice mm-hmm. and all that, let's talk, let's flip the script and go the other way and talk about some of the highs you've had. And you've had a lot of them. And let's start with you taking a stage at PPG Paints Arena. Tell us how that happened and how, and how that, how was that? Yes. Yeah, so the, for people that are not familiar with that arena, it's the, uh, the arena that's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's the, where I grew up in Pittsburgh, where I'm oh, from. Okay. And so uh, obviously as a musician, your bucket list is obviously you want to play the arena and the uh, the stadium in your hometown. And, and I had mm-hmm. the opportunity of opening for new kids on the block. And I know a lot of people are going, well, if you're a country guy, what are you doing opening up for a boy band? And uh, to answer that question, um, months before that show, I was um, – uh, on my Twitter account, and I was listening to um, my Apple Music Shuffle, and it just shuffles different songs. And I uh, happened to have a uh, New Kids on the Block song come on at that time called Two in the Morning, which was from their Block album. Uh, mm-hmm. And that came out in 2008. It was their, their kind of like their uh, comeback album when they finally yeah. got back yeah. together. And there was a song on there called Two in the Morning, and it just always spoke to me. And I could always hear a country version in my head. <laughs> For, you know, and at the time, you know, 2008, flash forward, I think this was 2018, 19, when, when this happened, like flash forward 10, 11 years, I'm still listening to that song. And so I tweeted, like, uh, listening to New Kids on the Blocks, two in the morning, and man, does it scream a country version, and someone needs to make a country version. So I didn't check my Twitter at all that day, and um, later that day, I checked it. And it went viral and had all these retweets and I had like two or 3,000 new followers. And I found out, which I didn't know at the time, that uh, the um, fan base for country music and boy band groups, uh, they're very intertwined. They, yeah. they, you know, they, it's the same pretty much the fan base. They love their country. They love their, their, their boy band uh, yeah. stuff. So 
Um, I One of my fans had saw my tweet and tweeted it at Donnie Wahlberg, who is in New Kids on the Block. And he had seen it and tweeted back and said, <laughs> definitely, you should do it. Uh, you <laughs> put, your, put your heart into it. It was a very special song for me at the time of writing it. And I was like, well, when, when else are you going to have the opportunity to, uh, first of all, write a, uh, go in and record a song that Donnie Wahlberg is saying for you to do? And, and when else am I ever going to do a, a country version of a New Kids on the Block song? So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the time, then, then the fan base, which is the Blockheads, uh, which are fantastic, which I am now an honorary Blockhead, thanks to them. So I appreciate that. They all were kind of, uh, you know, um, saying, you know, like rallying behind the tweet saying, go do this. You definitely should do it. There's a couple saying, no, don't touch it. You're going to ruin it. It doesn't need to <laughs> music and all that stuff. But uh, so I remember calling my band and saying, hey, we're going in the studio. Get ready. We're going tomorrow. And everybody was like, oh, great. You know, you got a new song. Let's hear it. And I said, well, we're going to go in and do it. We're going to cut a country version of New Kids on the Blocks. <laughs> oh, wow. And everybody was kind of in my band was like, what? Is this a joke? And I said, no, no, trust me. And then I explained it to him and played the song for them. And we put an arrangement together uh, that I, I wanted to do my own version, but I also yeah. wanted yeah. to keep, keep true to that, to that yeah. version because I didn't want to, 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 to disrespect that version because yeah. it's a yeah. great song, but I, I wanted to kind of pay homage to that. So we went in and, and we put some fiddle and some keys and, and um, um, some, some banjo in it and, and uh, really, really, worked hard on it, cut the song, I think in a day and wow. put it out like wow. a week or two later. And, and, uh, you know, Donnie Wahlberg said, Hey, this is great, great job. And then, um, flash forward a couple months later, they were coming to Pittsburgh and like about two days before the show, I got a text message from, uh, his uh, assistant saying, Hey, Donnie and the guys would love you to come and uh, perform two in the morning and open for them. And uh, are you available? And I said, what's well, a trick question? <laughs> So uh, I got to to, to um, perform in front of twenty thousand people. Wow! Oh, that's amazing. Arena. So that was so special, and I've now become friends with with Don. It all came from a tweet. It all came from a tweet. That's how powerful the uh, the world of social media is. Uh, there's a lot of trolls. Don't get me wrong. A lot of jag offs that yeah. use it in a, in a, uh, a way that it shouldn't be in a derogatory way. But it's also very very powerful and, and can be used in a very very great way. And that is one case, you know, when, when, I mean, what are the chances of me and him ever getting together and, and, and collaborating and on a show like that before? Wow. And, so mm -hmm. I can't thank him enough. He's one of the sweetest guys in the business and he loves, loves his fans and, and, and has really taught me how to really respect and treat your fan base. Uh, Cause in my opinion, you, have, you know, the new kids on the block, the blockheads are the best in the world. They travel. Yeah, one day we hope to have them on the show. Yeah, that'd be um, fantastic. Those guys, you couldn't ask for a, a great, uh, better group of guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm so honored and appreciative to be able just to have a little like snippet to be a part of that. So, um, so it, it's a very crazy story. A lot of people <laughs> don't believe it, but I, I swear that's how it goes. <laughs> and we love stories like that because we that's what it. you know. Again, you know, when you look at life, life is tough and. You know, and, you know, we've talked about the struggle side of entertainment, but little it's little things like that where that you can share. And he says, you know what? It might be that moment that helps another musician say, you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll keep going another day. I'll keep going yeah. another week. Yeah. I mean, I'd be honest with you. There have been numerous times where I I told myself I'm done. I quit. This is not worth <laughs> it yeah. take anymore. And then after one or two days of not doing it, I'm like, well, this is even worse. <laughs> you know, like, what was I thinking? <laughs> 
me not doing it at all is 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 worse than 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 all the crap you have to deal with doing it. Um, and and again, it just it just um, all, all all the no's and all the you know the doors being shut in your face. It just makes the, the door that does open finally that much doors, more just much more sweeter to walk through. So um, again, it, it might sound like I'm complaining, but it, I'm not. I'm just I'm just explaining. It is a difficult road, just like anything. But you know, like, no, yeah. And see, I all you know. Again, I know some people might see it as complaining right we'd like we'd like to bring this side up because nobody brings up this side no and i appreciate that i've done a hundred interviews where it's just like you know cookie cutter and and just you know like you know just kind of walking the line like oh I, you know everybody knows those things already let's get into the realness like you know let's yeah. get into what makes you know people tick and what 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 yeah. you know got us to where we are and I, I'm, I'm more about it. it makes it more more interesting that way because because what i want with our show is when people watch it especially people that are trying to chase that dream like you yeah. are like we are is i want people to watch and first off before they step into the entertainment world that they know what they're getting themselves into because again sure. there's a lot that's there and then on top of that if they're already in the entertainment world to where you know maybe they have all these doors that are shutting and they feel like they're the only ones that well what's wrong with me i want them to realize when with each guest we bring on that every single person goes through that they're right. not they're not they're right. not um the only person right and if you don't talk about that people think it's just like okay every every door's open it just falls into place let's be honest there's a backstory for everything every 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 everybody that has has some level of success there there was a grind there was there was a lot of work whether it was years or or you know many many years you know there there's there's some kind of foundation that was set we just don't you know you just don't wake up and it just it happens um, and so you know none of this can be put together without a powerful team and we always want to talk about that side of it too is, yeah. you know because the teams never get love that they deserve they but on our not. show they get some love so yeah. take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are yeah i mean i'm very fortunate to have the team that i have first of all my band you know like a, a lot you know i know it says justin Fabus maybe in lights or on albums and stuff but without my band i couldn't perform shows i couldn't do live shows mm -hmm. sure i could go out there and do acoustic stuff just me solo acoustic which i do i'm doing right now i'm opening shows for trace atkins solo acoustic and I love doing them, but it, it there's also a, a love for doing full bands. So like it's not the same. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, it's it's it's. I love both of them equally, but it, it gives different vibes and in different circumstances, one is better than the other depending on what is needed. You know, but my band is fantastic. My my PR uh, uh, group. We were talking about this earlier off camera. How wonderful they are. Yep, and, we and love them. I will too. Yeah. Yeah, I just started working with them, just added them to my team, and and, and I couldn't ask for a, a better uh, PR team behind me. I love them to death. And, and, you know, just like my social media team, my my graphics guy, that mm -hmm. his name is Miguel Montoya. He, he, he uh, I give him ideas, and, and he, he whips up these amazing concert posters for my shows or, or posters for when I'm doing shows like the Chris and Sandy show. And mm -hmm. I get to put them out on my social media and pump them out. And without all those people... And, and just like my team, like my family, you know, my beautiful fiance, you know, she's yep. the one that has to get an ear beating when I call her and say, oh, you know, I hate this and I hate that. <laughs> and I quit. And that's not easy to deal with. And also, you know, also like it's not easy to to date 
um, you know, to, to be in a relationship with a musician. We, yep. we are a different breed uh, and we spin on different calibers. And, and so, you know, for her and, the, you know, like my family, you know, how many times I've missed birthdays and holidays because I was out on the road doing shows. Yeah. Uh, an understanding that you have to have with that and just like anybody that that's that's that does you yeah know, and she's got to be able to be okay with the obsessive fans that you right, have right and i and i don't get me wrong i love my fans but there are times where fans sometimes step over the line <laughs> they get a little too excited and might step over the line and it happens and you know and and uh you, you just got to make sure it doesn't happen again and but yeah, you know right. You know, she's understanding that, that, that those are those sometimes those instances are out of my hand, but it's also good to have a good security team and, 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 and a good mm -hmm. team. Yes. So, so those things are very, uh, if something like that, that happens, it doesn't happen on a grand scale. And, and so without my team, I, I, I am where I'm at and I am successful because of my team. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself. I know that, that, that saying might be worn out, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's, True. Yeah. You surround yourself with a bunch of jagoffs, you ain't gonna go nowhere. You know, if you surround yourself with people that that aren't creative and and, and aren't uh, positive thinking people, and uh, because you, it, you can get into a downward spiral. I've spent a couple years around some people that I've had previously that I thought were good people that I had a part of my team, and, and they're not with us anymore because we learned very quickly that you know this this is not good. This is not a good match, and we're yeah. getting hole because of that and it, sometimes it takes uh, a little bit to dig out of that hole you know and and but it, it just comes you know it comes with the territory and then sometimes you have to uh, go through trial and error makes you appreciate the people that really really care about you and really really want you to succeed in all the right ways because there's a lot of people out there that want you to succeed in all the wrong reasons and yep. not the yeah. way where it's like, oh, well, if I, you know, if I help him here, maybe they'll help me do this and do that. And, you know, you got the hanger ons and all that stuff. So, yeah, because some know. people might be on your team, you know, with that motive where they're like, okay, when you get big, then they'll be able to switch to someone like a Blake Shelton right. because now they rode your coattail and they're right. going to use you to say, look what I have done. So let's go over here. Right. It's like that saying, some people are okay with being the bride and some people are okay being the bridesmaid. Some people have to be the bride. And then sometimes that's a little awkward. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, people need to know their place and things and, you know, that can get a little ugly. So, um, but I'm very fortunate again, I'm, I'm where I'm at single handedly because of the wonderful people that are on my team. And, and you know, uh, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our yes, little 10 year old. Christopher. Yeah. So Sandy's going to him. We always have him yeah, ask a few questions, and we've got a three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show too because we keep sure, it family yeah. affair. That's awesome. I love it. So Can't while wait. we're waiting for um, him to come in, what's kind of next for you? You know, right now, you know, we're just gearing up for the release of the single. Um, I haven't really announced this much already, but we're going to have a full motion uh, picture music video. Uh, for the song. I haven't really oh, wow. announced that uh, a lot. So that's a, kind of a first here. Um, so that's going to come out very shortly after the song on July 8th. So I haven't yeah. done like, like a full motion music video in, in a while that has a nice story behind it. And um, so I'm looking forward to, to releasing that and obviously doing the handful of summer shows that we have booked and, and some shows in the fall and winter. And, and uh, so hopefully uh, Dead in the Water becomes a real big hit. Hey, buddy, how are you? 
Can you get Nice to meet you. I heard a lot of thing, great things about you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hi, hi, Justin. So what's your favorite food? Say that again. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? I love uh, grilled chicken. That's probably my favorite That's food. That's good, ain't it? Because what's yours? Mine's pizza. Oh, pizza, yeah. He'd eat it all day long if we gave it to him. Can't go wrong with pizza, right? Yes. <laughs> That's a great one, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your TV show? Favorite TV show. Does it have to be like a present one, or can it be like an older one? Be any. Mm-hmm. So it can I'm be a, any. I'm a big fan of a show. It's way before your time. When you get older, maybe you could watch it. But I'm a, your dad probably remembers it. It's NYPD Blue. That's probably my favorite uh, TV show. I, I, I watched reruns. I love all the cop shows. Yeah, fantastic. My DSI brother, is always our faves. Yeah, and Blue Bloods with Donnie Wahlberg is one of my favorite. My brother is is a homicide detective. So it's like, you know, he, he's really doing the real real stuff that, that I see on TV. But that's probably my favorite TV show. Because what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. I love Spon- SpongeBob. You know, the, the, theme, the theme song for the SpongeBob, that opening line is a steel guitar. Hmm. Oh, did, you know that? <laughs> did you know that i did not know that <laughs> now you do right. yes okay so what's your movie favorite movie that's an easy one rocky have you ever seen rocky uh, he hasn't yet oh you got to watch that with your parents that's that you can watch that now classic movie yeah what's your favorite movie mine is minions minions my fiance loves that movie she has <laughs> minions Socks and minion things all over the place. So uh, that's that's a cool. Our three year old has all that. She has a bunch of different minion stuff. She loves the minions. Yeah, yeah. My fiance, I find minions laying around the house all the time. (laughs) Bye. Thanks. All right, buddy. Thanks for the question. Great to meet you. Um, So, if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I. That's such a great question. Um, there's so many on my list, but number one would have to be Billy Joel. Uh, I mean, he is the greatest songwriter of all time. Uh, there's, he hasn't released a new album since 1993. Wow. Selling out uh, stadiums. And he's the only one that has a residency at Madison square garden and he sells it out every month. He plays it once a month, every month. Wow. And uh, his songs are um, so important to me because I grew up uh, in a single household. I grew up raised by my mom. So I I didn't grow up without a dad. So when you grow up without a father, you're yearning for that and you're Mm -hmm. looking for that. And so I really didn't have that. I had a grandfather that I could go to and, 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 and which was great, but, um, but yearning for like, like a father, I would go to music. Or, I, you know, and I would watch how, you know, as a young boy, you're trying to learn how a man works and how, you know, how a man should be and how they should treat people. So I would watch Billy Joel interviews and watch live concerts and seeing him interact with people and see him move on stage and just kind of get lost in, 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 in artists like Billy Joel or, or, or Johnny Cash or Elvis or Richard Marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim McGraw, you know, and then you just kind of, you know, so I think a lot of those huge artists really don't know how impactful uh, they are to like the, the, the younger generation that doesn't really have some, yeah. like a father figure because they, they, they kind of like yearn for that. So they go to some kind of, uh, of, of, a, of a male, uh, um, uh, you, know, you know, perspective. And, yeah. uh, and I've, I've never seen an artist where 
you could be going, it's weird how he has this effect, at least on me, but I've heard this with other people. It doesn't matter what you're going through at that time. Mm-hmm. He has at least one song that like, it's like, oh my God, it's like he's speaking to me. It's like he's, he's singing about what I'm going through, even though this song was written 30 or 50 years ago. You know, like he, he's celebrating it's his 50th anniversary of being an artist right now. 50 oh, wow. years. He's wow. in his 70s. Mm-hmm. And like I've gone to his shows. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have some of his band members play on previous albums of mine. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. friends with them and, 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 um, and, and have, you know, met up with them numerous times after shows that I've been at with, and, and um, I go to his shows and there's thousands and thousands of people. And you would think Billy Joel, in the seventies, you know, he was huge in the, in the, in the seventies, eighties, nineties. And so they're older, older people at these shows. No, there's like <laughs> seven, eight year olds. There's seven year olds to 80 year olds in these yeah. shows. He breaks all the generations. Yeah. And that's just a testament of how amazing his songs are and how, how amazing his music is. So if I could write, if I could like steal an ounce of that, uh, that, that talent and, and write a song that lives on for like songs like Piano Man and, and, and oh, uh, you know, My Life and Big Shot and You May Be Right, those songs are going to live forever. It's the closest you're ever going to, writing a hit song is the closest you're ever going to get to being immortal. John Bon Jovi said that one time. Wow. It's the closest mm-hmm. to being immortal, which is true. We're still... <laughs> you know, we're singing songs like White Christmas and Jingle Bells, oh, yeah. where like you, you go for the songwriter and it says traditional because they're so old. A lot of people don't know who the original songwriter is. So wow. songs like Billy Jules and songs like Johnny Cash and Elvis and, and George Jones and those legends, those songs are going to live on forever. Uh, you know, our you know your your son is is going to be listening to billy joel and Elvis. Oh, absolutely he, he's mm-hmm. our age so it, it's just a testament of how how amazing music can be to a point where you know the political climate and everybody's you're either this or you're that or we can't agree to this and there's so much <laughs> in the world music is the only thing in this world that can bring people that brings yeah. people together. yeah universal you know, on the left you might be on the right I might be here, you might be there, but I guarantee there's a song that we all love. And <laughs> yeah, so true. For about three and a half minutes, we can let all the bull crap aside. And, and <laughs> yes, and I'll enjoy that. That's that's what's amazing about music, and that's why I love being a part of of of, of music because I I might be able to do that one day. Love that. Love that. Now, back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she we was did. Kelsey. Oh wow. And, um, and one of the questions I asked her was where she want to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question. Yeah. Um, because the answer she gave us is to the T of what she's living she right now. She definitely planned mean, it out. She had it planned out. Yeah, I mean, she I'm, could see it. She could visualize it. I'm sure it, it didn't go exactly as planned, but mm-hmm. she's living what she told yeah. us that in that time. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? You know, Kelsey is, is so fantastic. She's such an amazing singer, songwriter, and performer. She's amazing. Uh, and uh, I'm a big, uh, firm believer of willing things into existence. Yeah. Sounds like what she did. Uh, because if, if you get a mentality where you never can or can't do certain things, you're not going to do them. Um, yep. So there's been a couple instances where I've willed things for years and they end up happening. So I'm, I'm a very firm believer. That. So five we have years to. right now, um, you know, when I was younger, when I was starting out, my perception of, of being a successful 
musician or songwriter has changed mm -hmm. tremendously mm -hmm. since I as I grow older. Uh, back then, I thought I had to have the biggest song in the world and the biggest tour and be the biggest artist. Blah 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 blah. No, that's that's all bullcrap. You know, I, I just want to be making good music. I want to be uh, obviously successful as a musician. I'd love to have a number one song. I'd love to be on on a huge successful tour. But five years from now, I'd love to just be making great music that people love and brings people together. That I mean, and and and, and be successful and be able to do it uh, successfully. And, and I've been fortunate for the last couple of years. I've been able to do that. So I just I, I I'd love to do it on a grander scale, like be on a tour maybe uh, with a Kelsey Ballerini, you know what I mean, or, or playing stadiums and awesome. then or. Um, but I've been fortunate. I've had great opportunities. Like I said, doing shows right now with Trace Atkins. He's a legend. He's one of the greatest oh, yeah. country uh, mm -hmm. of all time. I mean, his his voice is unbelievable, and he's a fantastic actor. He's got a brand new TV show that's coming out in September, and and, and he's such a big guy. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> a WWE wrestler. He's got, <laughs> he looks almost seven foot tall, but he, he's, he couldn't ask for a sweeter, more caring. He's done so much for our military and our, and our, um, you know, our, our police officers our firefighters. Uh, and he's just fantastic. So to be able to, to, to be around those type of people, learn from those people. I, I couldn't be more grateful. Love that. Now let's look for 15 years on the road. Let's say you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you have made it. Yeah. What do you hope you never forget in that journey? Well, I never I hope I never forget where I came from. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like uh, the people that got me to where I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I and I don't think I will because it, with the grind always remember you always remember that with the grind. <laughs> uh, so like I uh, and I just came. I've come from nothing. So like to, I've seen the struggles that my mother had to go through uh, when I went through those things and, and coming up on 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 that kind of life. So I I don't think I'll ever forget where I came from. Mm -hmm. And what are some things that inspire you? Uh, things that inspire me, you know, I, I, you know, everything on a daily basis inspires me. And I use that for songwriting, whether it's just reading a story about, you know, a little kid getting through, you know, school or getting, you know, getting through uh, maybe being bullied or, 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 or seeing someone being told no, that they're never going to achieve this or never be able to sing. You know, those things inspire me every day, you know, so it's not just the things on a grander scale when we see videos of something inspiring that goes viral. It's little things also that just happen in, in, in your daily passing of the day. Yep. Yeah. And what was it like writing one of your songs with Richard Marks? Oh, that was uh, amazing. And that happened during the pandemic. Who would have thought? You know, wow. like, it took like yeah. six years to come about. For six years, I was knocking on his door and and then yeah. and he was so kind for six years to, to talk to me. And just unfortunately, our schedules just never matched up. And, right. uh, you know, and he, again, he's like a Billy Joel to me. I, I grew up like, you know, looking up to him as a young child yeah. and, and listening to his music. He's one of the greatest singer songwriters out there. And, oh, and uh, during the pandemic, I got an email from him and said, Hey, uh, wanted to send you this idea. Let me know what you think. And I was like, Whoa, you know, cause it was out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause we, we've been talking about it for so long. And, mm -hmm. and uh, again, like we just had more time on our hands during the pandemic. So the pandemic was a blessing in many ways. So I literally locked myself in a room for 48 hours because it was like, you know, you have a, you have a, a guy like uh, Richard Marks sending you a song idea. Wants you to uh, see if you can do something with it. You better give it all you have. Oh and, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I did that for about 48 hours, came out with what, what it is now is somebody like you send it to him and say, yeah, I like it. All right. And I said, I'm going to go in the studio. He said, okay. And I wow. cut it. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm very proud of that song. 
Mm. Awesome. And what would you like for your legacy to be in music? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Uh, you know, I, I would just like to be known uh, that like as a caring person uh, that helped people along the way with their music, that, that really, you know, help people get through some tough times with their songs. That's that's what I like my legacy to be. Awesome. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for your support from day one to all the way to now. Without you guys, I would not be where I'm at. It's a group effort. It's a team effort. You are part of my team. And I, I, I wouldn't ask for anything more. So thank you guys. I love you. I love that. So as we start to close out here, um, what advice would you give that musician who wants to do what you do? Uh, don't give up. Number one, more importantly, don't listen to anybody else. Don't take crap from anybody. You're going to have so many people tell you you can't. I had numerous people, more people that, that, than people that told me I could uh, tell me that I couldn't that I wasn't good enough. My voice wasn't good enough. Uh, <laughs> you're from Pittsburgh. You'll never be a country artist. Oh, wow. You know, like it just, and if I would have listened to that, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at, where I'm in. Yeah, imagine if Gabby yeah. Barrett thought that. Yeah, exactly. So if, if you just, if you believe, you only need one person to believe in you and that's yourself. That's mm -hmm. it. If you have a couple other people, whew, you're already ahead of the game. <laughs> so what do you think about Pittsburgh getting a Gabby Barrett? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I used to do shows with Gabby when she was like 14, 15. She used to open up for me. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. yeah, and, and, and back then she was an R&B singer. Uh, right. You know, singing Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston songs. I mean, her yeah. voice is ridiculous. So very proud of her. And, and I saw her uh, a couple of years ago when I was at the CMA Awards. I was sitting about a row or two behind her, saw her and her husband. I heard they yeah. she had their second baby coming on. So that's beautiful. And, and uh, so... I uh, can't be, uh, you know, nothing but congrats to her and her family. Love that. Awesome. So as we close out here, tell everybody how they can find you. Yeah, justinfabus.com. Uh, all my social media handle, handles are at the Justin Fabus. So uh, not to sound pompous, but Justin Fabus. Somebody must have talked to Justin Fabus. So. Uh, <laughs> <I'm right. laughs> the best for people to remember. So. Absolutely. Makes it easy. Yeah, it you know, we really enjoyed having you on. We, we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. It's all mine. Thank you so much for, for having me. And it was so nice to meet your son. So uh, thank you. It was awesome. Thank you. It was our pleasure. Oh, you have a great day. Thanks for your you time too. today. Be safe. Thanks. Bye. Okay,